and welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Tyler, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, we're back for another episode. Uh, today, we're bringing on our buddy Joel. We're going to talk a little quarterbacks. It'll be great. We'll argue. I'm sure it'll be great. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Wire. It's the Wire. D. Griffin. Griffin. This the wire, serving up a hot take. Around the league, serving gems like a hot plate. Who's the flex? First pick, rounds four to eight. Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cake. This that fantasy, see who get the glory. Who's gonna stay up in their lane talking Tory? Who gon' ride up on the train where the hype at? Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that. Three tutties next week, many's double covered. Takes on a hundred coming out the oven. Tim and Todd, they the guys, know you gotta love them. Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire. The wire. All right, Joel, what's going on, my man? Not too much. Um, probably like everybody else, staying home, trying to stay safe. Yeah. We Overrated. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm sick of it too. I'm <laughs> this. That's why we just go into Rhode Island because everything's open in Rhode Island. <laughs> I actually just got back from New Hampshire this past weekend and, you, you know, live free or die up there. So not as many people wearing masks as you want. Really? Yeah. I'm beyond jealous. I'm sick of it. And I'm heading back to New Hampshire for next week. I mean, next week's my birthday week. So, hey, let's, Oh, happy let's early birthday, Hampshire. man. <laughs> happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, let's, let's, let's go to New Hampshire soon. Yeah, we can do that. All right, cool. Cool. So question, Joel. All right. What's it like trading with Tyler? <laughs> we always got to talk about this. Yep. Well, I mean, a few episodes ago, we, we, you know, I feel like this this show has been a, a few episodes of bashing Tyler, whether well, it be I his need, draft strategy. It's like we go somebody... three episodes and then we got to bash Tyler. Three episodes, bash Tyler. <laughs> Every episode we got to bash Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole episode on bashing Tyler. Yes, episode 11. Episode 11, it's called Banter. Go in, we just talk about how terrible of a person he is. <laughs> um, but, so I know you had, you had texted me and told me about a... a a rough encounter you had trying to trade with him. How did the trade start? Okay, so it started with me putting out a few names uh, on the block. So I think it was something like Landry. Uh, so I think it was Jarvis Landry, TJ Hawkinson, and maybe two other players that I, I had open for trades. Okay. So he texts me saying, I'm interested in Landry, but I really want to look at Diggs and Juju. So I told him straight up, you know, I, I went to, I'm the type where I have value charts, and I told him this is what my values are based off of who you have on your team, and if I was to do a one-on-one trade. So I told him, if you want Diggs, I want Travis Kelsey. If you want Landry, I think I told him. It was, I think it was Juju or Watson, right? I, I said, if if you really want to go for Juju, I want Deshaun Watson straight up. That That's that's the only value that made sense for me. Oh, I told him um, yeah, Melvin Gordon for, for super Landry. Flex league. Yeah, it's a super flex league. And, and I understand that. But that was my valuation of Juju. I, I mean, I'm the type that I go off of my valuation, so. I was honest with them, you know. I'm not the type. I'm not the type to to. And I, I thought I was pretty fair there based on my evaluations. So. so how did how did the trade encounter end? Uh, so it ended with us having some banter back and forth. Yep. He didn't want to do the digs deal. Um, and then we got to a point where we went back to talking about digs because I presented him like, uh, he asked me if I was willing to take Derek Carr and mm, AJ, AJ Green. Green for Landry and I was like no because I don't I don't think Carr is worth it for me Carr is like a like a, a QB 31 or something like that and we ended it out by almost doing a deal which I think was Stefan Diggs and Anthony Miller for um 
Evan Ingram and AJ Green, which after some thought, I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you didn't because and, and, that would have uh, been an easy win for him. The funny thing is, the way I tried smoothing my way out of not doing that deal after we had talked about it was I texted him, uh, wait a second, I have somebody else reaching out to me for, for digs. And, and he what, says... My initial, report, my, ugh, my initial response was, it's Tim, right? Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> like, it's Tim, isn't it? No, and I'm like, everybody that no. listens to the podcast and everybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I hate digs. Yeah, I, I thought you were talking about I Juice. So I think you're trying I, to weasel yeah, your way into that. We're going to talk about Juice this week. All right. uh, I'm interested in Landry. Well, uh, Tyler, do you have any rebuttal to his remarks saying that you're a terrible trader? All I got to say is I don't think those are bad trades. I, I think, think it was are. fair. I would agree. In a super I, flex I, league, I think you're, you're undervaluing. Tyler Clark. only does a trade if he if no, that's if not you true. do a 100 percent split. Mm-hmm. If he gets 70 percent of the value, he'll do it. Anything less than that, he won't do. That's Which, not true at all. Yes, it is. For me, in my years of fantasy football, I try to be as fair as possible. I try to make it as as even a trade. I mean, of course, like everybody, if you're the one who's trying to present a trade, you're trying to get the upper hand. Of course, you are. For me, if I do a trade, I'm like a 51 49 because no, I, Tyler's 70 30. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I can tell. All Not even close. I'm like a I'm like a 55 45 or 60 40 guy. Yeah, I'm a. I, I, I like worse than I am. Well, no, it's I'm it's kind of like what we were talking about, kind of in the in the in the, the pre show time where we were talking about right now in our league of record. I'm the only one who's so far made a player for player trade. Yep, and which was I, Swift for Aaron Jones. Correct. It was DeAndre Swift for Aaron Jones, and my reasoning there was for me and my valuations, they were pretty even, pretty equal. So they they were flip flopping on their spot as to which which running back I liked more, and the the, the end all be all there for me was Swift is younger. And uh, whoever it was I traded with, I mean, I was honest with him. I, I said, Aaron Jones, he's on a team. We don't know. It's his, I think it's his last year of his contract. DeAndre Swift, rookie. So, And I'm pretty sure I have no other top-level rookie. So I was just trying to get one top-level rookie, at least on my roster. But that's that, to me, was a 51-49. The only, balancing it, the only factor for me that made it worth it was age. That's all it was. Sure. In my opinion, you got your ass robbed on that I think trade, you but- both did. I don't. Th- I don't think you really that- hurt both I teams. Text- I texted because it's our buddies at the commission that made the the trade, um, and you said they I- were jumping for joy. I-, I think he was, but in my opinion, that trade just did their win long term because they drafted all the rookies, mm-hmm. and then you are more closer to a win now than a rebuild. This kind of put you in that middle ground, and for them, it just. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Aaron Jones after this year. I mean, there's definitely concern now Especially with having with a- drafted with Dylan. AJ Dillon. Exactly. Yeah, I think people are and Jamal scared. Williams. I mean, you can't discount Jamal Williams. He's yeah, still but there. He's more of a scat back to me. Where, he is, but are, I mean, it's still a running back by committee. Yeah, in that sense. And no, I mean, it absolutely is, and I think that they want to be a run first team. And you um, have to so consider I think Dylan too. is more of an insurance policy than a guy that's going to come in and take. I think Jones he's spot. more when. Aaron Jones leaves, it's gonna be he's gonna be the first. Yeah, that's very possible. Guy. But you have to consider too, there's gonna be a regression. I mean, Aaron Jones' numbers here no, last absolutely. year were amazing. There has to be a regression. Without a so doubt. for me, that but was almost like I almost was thinking th- that I was selling high on Aaron Jones there. Even if he regresses to 13, 14 touchdowns, he's still gonna have a good season. Mm-hmm. But, but it's just that long term question mark is my issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what he's gonna be after this year, because this is I, I believe the last year of his contract. It is. I believe it is. Yeah. And then and then they just dra- spent high draft capital on A.J. Dillon, who is a very large running back. He's the closest thing to a Brandon Jacobs and those yeah. big power backs, like Garrett Blount kind of guy. 
he's what 247 or something like that 511 247 in that range he's a big boy he's gonna take that early down roll he may take a lot of some goal line carries I, I mean away. I think this year it'll be more goal line carries yeah he'll be almost like uh what was it last year Todd Gurley when people were were getting mad at the fact that uh what's he his only name? ran the ball inside the five no not Todd, no um what's his name their backup he was stealing um Edo Smith you know Smith isn't the back. No, that's top. Atlanta. No, oh, no, no, that's Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm, I'm, no, I, yeah. um, Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown was stealing oh, okay. goal line carries and stole touchdowns. Yes. So Todd Gurley owners last year just hated Malcolm Brown. Yeah. So I think it's going to be something similar where Aaron Jones is going to really run it down the field, and then they'll bring in Dylan because he's such a power back. To yeah, get they're going to be worn out at the end of the possession. Exactly. So to uh, I, to be the judge in this, you both suck. <laughs> Um, you both. This is Tim's trainers. logic. Everybody sucks but him. Everybody sucks but me. But yeah. I mean, to be honest, I feel like that's what it's been trade discussion wise in our league. It's been a lot of people just butting heads on what they think values are. And that's why I think, again, like I said, I'm the only one who's had a trade. And it's because I think on both of our sides, we had equal value. I just liked it because I got younger. And that's why I think we're right now I'm the only one who's had a successful trade. Yeah. Everything else, well, I've had discussions with almost everybody. I think I'm going to make my money as the season goes on. We'll see. So let's jump right into quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, we wanted to discuss want to a couple quarterbacks. Rookies? Yeah, let's let, well we're going to we're going to we're going to do that three tiers that we kind of discussed beforehand. We're going to have the the young quarterbacks, those middle of the road quarterbacks, and then we have a fun discussion for the end hmm. uh on two quarterbacks. This but, conversation's been brewing for a long time. So, let's start with the number 1 overall pick Joe Burrow. Um that's a good place to start. Yeah, let's start with him. And then we'll we'll hop into Tua. Um, so with Joe Burrow, my thing with him is he's loaded with weapons. The offensive line is going to get much better. They're bringing a first-round pick from last year in. Um, Mixon started turning on at the end of the day. You have Gio Bernard. I can spend five minutes naming the guys that he's going to throw the ball to this year because yep. they have seven viable options. They don't have Eifert anymore, but they still have Azuma. They still have Croft, I believe. Um, but they have like six wide receivers that they can rotate through. Um, I think he's going to be pretty good, and he has a very, very weak first four games of the season to to walk into this his rookie year. So I'm going to give you the flip side of this. I'm not as high on Burrow. I think he's good, but I don't think we have enough sample size on him. Yeah, you're concerned with his college stuff. We've I'm discussed, super yeah, concerned discussed with that his, together. Yes, um, but I think we have to mention if we're going to talk about him. He's really only had one year of production. And then to come in and expect him to come in and be this super productive quarterback right off the back, I think is not going to happen. He's set up for success. He's though. super set up for, for success. But is he that talent that you, everybody thinks he is? Or is he a product of the system that he put, was put in? Yeah. And I think that's what's going to be the real tell. Think? Because I think he's going to struggle. I, think I, really I, struggle. I mean, having watched LSU games last year, I mean, the Joe Brady offense was really what... You're, you're right. I mean, the Joe Brady offense was a huge part of why he... Developed because he, it wasn't last year wasn't his only year at LSU. The year before, right, he, was he did play with L, he he played for LSU and had and half the numbers. Had half the numbers, correct. And uh, what was it this year? Was it Jamar Chase? Yes, that was his was his freshman year. And I mean that wide receiver room just was amazing last Justin year. Justin Jefferson, yeah, exactly. He so had nothing. That was a, that was a fantastic wide receiver room. And I mean, um, what is it? Zach Taylor. He's the coach right now of the Bengals. And I mean, if Zach Taylor. Learned half of what, um, why is his name escaping me? The coach of the Rams now. 
Uh, Sean McVay. Yeah. If he learned half of what Sean McVay could give him, I mean, he was Zach Taylor. I'm pretty sure was part of that group of guys that, that came got out hired of because they had a they went to they lunch were, with them once. Yeah, yeah well, no, much. not not no, not because of that, but because I'm pretty sure they were all part of the same coaching staff at, for the Redskins back when Shanahan was still head coach. Yeah, when they went eight, I'm and pretty eight sure and everybody loved that team. But all those guys came out of that. I mean, now you have uh, Shanahan over with the Niners, who's now what the fifth pace. Uh, fifth highest paid uh, coach right now. Off of one good season. McVay. I, I, I mean, it's sure. You may we'll, say it's we'll, one good season. We'll digress here. That, that's, yeah, that is a good, dig- that is a digression there. But um, to, to my point there with Burrow, I think, like you're saying, he has the weapons. Uh, you, you, you can't discount the fact that they also drafted T Higgins, which I think that Burrow to Higgins connection will be fantastic. I think AJ Green, now that he is older, uh, may end up being more of that Justin Jefferson type where he may be that, you know, uh, almost like the, the, the short pass, short to medium passes where Burrow can go there. And like you said, he still has Mixon. He still has Joe Bernard. Um, Ross, Boyd, Tate, correct. Oh, yeah. Well, the, I think the this list year goes is, on. It's yeah, and this year ending. I think it pretty sure is Ross's last year on his rookie deal. I think they declined yep. a fifth-year option. He's going to be the spread the field guy. But exactly. So they, he has a great... A, a great receiving core uh, tight end. Like you said, is a, a, a Zuma. And I don't even know if they have Tyler Croft anymore, but that, I mean, the wide receivers make up for the fact yeah, the they lack of tight ends. Tight ends. They, they, he, he's in a great situation, but I can totally understand Tyler's concern there too, with having been, I mean, that's understandable with the idea of him having only had one year. Cause again, like we said, Joe Brady, that's really the only difference outside of Joe Brady and the addition of Jamar chase in his freshman year. Right. That's really the only difference between 2018 Joe Burrow and 2019 Joe Burrow for the ty- for the LSU Tigers. Right and my now. thing is, everyone's expecting him to come in and be painting, and I don't think he's going to be anything like that. I mean, the only thing I will say that 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 last year for Joe Burrow, his last year at LSU, um, if you follow, I follow PFF because I'm a big numbers guy, big mm-hmm. data guy, and Joe Burrow probably had one of the best, one oh, of if, if not statistic. the best statistic did, season. Yeah that PFF ever recorded for college. Oh, it's absolutely insane. And if if His numbers are through the roof. How do you throw 60 touchdowns, six picks? It's unreal. And they only play like 12 games in college, don't yeah. they? He played yeah. 15. I think that's counting the, the bowl games, but it's still outrageous. It's outrageous. I mean, th- that just goes to show that he has, I mean, w- he was part of that room. What was it? The, this year's draft, the first three picks were all form or first three or four picks were all former Ohio State guys. Yeah. Like, it's amazing just the amount of talent. And Joe Burrow wasn't even somebody who was highly recruited. He was right. somebody that just came in because he was an Ohio, local Ohio kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all see the other quarterbacks that he ended up not even able to to, to beat their place there at Ohio State. So, yeah, he couldn't even. He, ha- he has the talent. He just needed that perfect situation where, I mean, who's the last LSU quarterback that really succeeded? Yeah, we, that, we're gonna have to look that one back. Later. And the silence tells you everything that you <laughs> that need to know, right there. And don't even say Jamarcus Russell because we all know where that went. Yeah, yeah. No. but I mean, the thing with Burrow is, is I don't anticipate him being a QB one this year at all. No, not even. Close. And you what can't I'm because saying, it, what, what I was saying was that he's set up for success. I see him having some good statistical days and some good fantasy outputs. Uh, he, he, the matchups are gonna be there, um, and just. Just something to remember. He starts the year off pretty well in the first four weeks. And then in the fantasy playoffs, very, very weak schedule. Plays Dallas, Philly, and then Houston, who isn't ex- as a shell of themselves. And, and I would bring up one more thing that 
you really have to take into account. He's playing right, right now in the AFC North. AFC North, probably the division with the best defenses. If you think about the Ravens defense, if you think about how great Pittsburgh's defense looked last and year. Cleveland is very underrated. And Cleveland is super underrated. They oh, that have defense the is going to be really good this year. And especially now that Miles Garrett's going to be coming back. Oh, I yeah. Mean, he, was gone towards, he was gone at the end of the year. We all know about that. But those three defenses right there are going to cause so many problems for Joe Burrow. I'm that's sure he was games. playing the that's, that's six that's games. six games right there. Mm-hmm. Six of those games are facing probably top level defenses right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I have Baltimore as the second best defense this year after Buffalo, and then I have Pittsburgh at three. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I get it. Um, let's hop into Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. So this is who I thought should have been the number one overall pick, even with his injuries. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're not running a franchise, because um, they're not even sure if he's going to be able to get up to the same. Speed and cutting ability. Oh, yeah, oh my god! Sure, there's reports that he's healthy and good to go. Yeah, he, uh, from his camp. That's the only camp that we got right now. Yeah, well, that's the people that are representing him. Let, let me tell you guys. I I forgot to tell you guys before about this. Uh, on my way driving over to do the podcast, um, I saw. I mean, we live in Massachusetts. I saw a kid. I swear, wearing a brand new, like the new Chargers uniform. Yeah. Justin Herbert. Wow. And I was like, we're, we're in Massachusetts, and I'm looking at this kid. And mm-hmm. it was like the dark blue new Chargers uniform. He's going to regret that. He's going to regret that. Yeah. <laughs> but remember the, the, I'm just saying, remember the days that the Dolphins, like everybody who was reporting that the Dolphins were going to take Herbert over to a, that That's just the memory I had there. And just seeing that kid walking around the streets, I was like, Painful. just brought up that memory. But the thing with Tua, Miami's schedule, yep. weeks one through nine, if you look at it, it's difficult matchup after difficult matchup after difficult matchup. They have New England twice. They have Pittsburgh. They have Baltimore. They have Cleveland. I mean, the easiest the easiest defense they have in the first 10 weeks is Arizona. Well, who's to say that he's actually going to start That's a any of those and 10 weeks? That may, that may lead to him playing. What, uh, as of right now, he's the backup quarterback. Yeah, I think he's. I don't but think he's going to start Fitz, at all this year. Fitz I may think. have such bad matchups. With a rebuilding team, and he or he may just get hurt because he's getting destroyed by some of the best defenses in football, where they put Tua in and say, "Show us something," and he may he may take the job over. That's the thing is that schedule may if it was a light easy schedule, Fitz is just going to coast right through. Mm. But with it being such a difficult schedule, I anticipate Tua starting to take over around week seven, week eight, because it's just so you think we all know throw him to the fire. Well, they may have to because we all know Fitz. We, do you remember what he did in Tampa that year when he oh, it was, was him, Jameis, him, Jameis. He had three games where he threw for 500 yards and four touchdowns each game. And then the next game, he threw for 40 yards and four picks, and two of them were pick sixes. It was like the Monstars took away his ability to throw the football. Well, he's just he's a volatile quarterback. That's yeah, he, all. His performance You don't know what he's going to be. And against these top-level defenses, I, I – I, C2 are getting an opportunity at one point in the first So my, my only, and, and this isn't even to, to stir the pot or be, jo- you know, to joke, but uh, a thought that came into my mind here is, you know, we're, we're, we're going through this COVID crisis and there's no rookie mini camps. There's, we don't know what it's going to look like right now with regards to the length of the actual training camp. And this is a scenario that could be very possible because this guy is still on the roster. What if, Ryan Fitzpatrick does terribly, and Do instead not of say Josh Rosen, please don't say Josh Rosen. Yeah, no, don't say Josh Rosen. Josh what if Rosen. they don't want to throw Tua out there 
And just let Rosen get his shit and let, in. Exactly. That's exactly what they no, did last year. And happen. who knows? Maybe Rosen. Maybe Rosen. Because, again, the, do, the Dolphins. And shit his pants. I'm just saying. The <laughs> Dolphins did change coordinators. So, I, I'm not. I'm just saying. Rosen. He Rosen was, for the future. I'm not saying Rosen for the future. But I'm saying throw him out there. And maybe a team takes a shot. Maybe. Nobody thought somebody was going to take a shot at Jacoby Brissett back when he was with the Patriots. He was a quarter, He was a third string quarterback. And the Colts took a shot. All I'm saying is if the Dolphins want to get rid of him, they traded a second round pick for him. If they try to get some value back for him, why not? Right now, I wish we still had Jacoby Brissett, though. That is true. Over the over the corpse of Philip Dorsett. But the corpse of Philip Dorsett. I think he, he he's just another one of those fast guys. He should have been drafted by Oakland. He was just really fast and couldn't do anything else but run really fast. He was a combine guy. He ran really fast, and then that was it. But, I mean, I I see him getting in around week 10, but I don't see him being the, you know, a, a startable fantasy quarterback this year. Their offensive line is still still pieces. They're, they're wide outs. They, we still don't really know what Preston Williams is. He caught some good deep balls last year, but... That's you know when you're start when you're a better football team because their defense is going to be a lot better when they're a better football team they're not going to have to do as much to stay in games he can kind of coast yes that's the thing so those deep balls when the defense isn't really playing a hundred percent because they're up thirty points isn't going to be as easy Devonte Parker he could go back to being that guy he was two years ago or the first five games of last year and then I'm not really hanging my hat on Albert Wilson or Alan Hearns. No, absolutely not. I think Gusecki's going to be pro- the, the guy to own in Miami this year. For and if you're talking outside, about... Or you think overall? Overall. I mean, he really for, for the production you're going to get for that position, hmm. you know, we, we talked to a... No, we have, I don't we have that. A, we have a Miami fan who we talked to this week. He's He's... A, he's a, a very dialed-in guy, our buddy Alex. He lives in uh, Orlando now, and Chan Gailey loves his tight end. <clears throat> loves his tight ends. Um, he loves them. So that's the thing is, uh, there's going to be plays drawn up to get the tight end the football. I, I think the only other people I would consider, and I don't, I don't want to go too off of, of you know our quarterback conversation. But when you were saying the the two, you know, Gusecki's the guy fantasy-wise, um, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of buzz of people also talking about their running backs because right now they have Jordan Howard and they have Matt Burita. And I know that individually they're not top-level running backs, but... They complement each other pretty well. They complement each I other pretty well. That running attack would be very good. Jordan Howard year. is underrated. Super underrated. Super, super underrated. I've been high on him since he got traded there. Tim thinks Burita's going to take that job. I think it's going to be Howard. He's not going to be this great RB1 type of guy, but I think he's going to have RB2 weeks and a solid RB3. Easy flex every week. He's going to have all the touchdown upside, and he, they're going to pound the ball with him, I think. And, and I think Howard's the type where he's going to be the running back one because he's, oh, that, sure. he's the runner type. He's the pounder. You remember that year where in everybody Chicago. was high on Jordan? Yeah, exactly. Yep. In Chicago, exactly everybody was high on him. He barely caught passes because Tariq Cohen he, took yep. them all. I know exactly it's the same situation about. now with Matt Burita. Matt Burita exactly is, I think, more be. of the receiving type. But of. he's yep. a better runner than Tariq Cohen is when you handed him the football. Oh, I think so, too. But I think that they're going to want to have that guy that's going to pound the ball, ball like Blount was for, for us for a couple of years. Yep. Where they're just going to eat clock and pound the ball, especially if Tua comes in, so they don't have to rely on him so much. I think that's where that's going to go. But um, who's the who do you get next? Carr, Drew Lock, Drew Lock. Okay, you want to throw him in this category? Okay, yeah, 
We'll, um, just, we'll talk really quick on Drew Locke. He's the question mark for me this year. I don't see him being a QB1, but he has the upside with the fact that they added so many weapons. They had Royce Freeman. They had Cortland Sutton. They had Philip Lindsay. They drafted Noah Fant last year, and then they spent a first-round pick on Judy, a second-round pick on KJ Hamler, and they signed Melvin Gordon. And you can't discount. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna also throw in another name from the draft, Albert O. Albert yes, O. The he, tight end from Mizzou. Who, that guy is an athletic freak. And he played. Is he with the Drew one that Locke played with Lock? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I he think he was what Locke a fifth, fifth round pick for them. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a six. It was either fifth or a sixth round pick. But it wasn't yeah, he super played, late. He played with him in college, and they had a very good connection in college, almost like that Colby Fleener, uh, Andrew Luck. Or connection a, when they went to Stanford together. Or a Baker-Mark Andrews connection from Oklahoma. Yeah. And, yeah. And then there was also Mike Evans there. But the thing is, is they're loaded with talent on the offense now. They have an aging defense, but they have some younger pieces there, like Justin Simmons in the, in the back end. They're going to be a good football team this year. What's What's good about them is... You can get Drew Locke at a good price because he's going much later. His I expect in two QB leagues, he's obviously going to bump up a little bit in ADP, but I'm not sure how to properly price Drew Locke right now. To me, I'm scared of him. But it was interesting because I forget who I listened to. Um, if it was one of the guys at the commission or if it was somebody from the TCK pod, it was somebody, one of the guys that we listen to that we deal with every once in a while. And they will make it a comparison of Locke to Mahomes. And I thought this was an interesting stat. No, this is, was interesting. Cause if you, if you take Mahomes rookie season, that one game he played and sample it out the five games to match what Locke has, Locke has better numbers. And I think that's, so, I mean, if you're comparing it, Arm size, obviously he doesn't have the rushing ability. Well, we don't really know if he has the rushing ability like to, to scramble and move around like Mahomes does, but that's what people are comparing him to, and it's kind of like, it to me, I, I think that's it's a little too early to be making that comparison. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, but, crossing, I'm, I'm shutting that one down. But nope. it, no, I <laughs> He's think not it's Patrick way too Mahomes. early to be making that, that comparison. But, it's, but when you look at the numbers, it's like, oh, wow, if he could be, could have been on that pace, Maybe there is something there that we're not seeing. Yeah, he's not Patrick Mahomes. No, but if he's if he on that pace, he could be something serviceable that we're not seeing. Yeah, he he's just it's a question mark, and especially with with the amount of running backs that they have there, they're gonna they want to be a run first team. Yeah, I don't think their identity team. has changed at all, but I think that he's with all the weapons there now, they're gonna let him throw the ball and see what he is. And I think he's gonna his ceiling is. I think it's Derek Jared, Carr. I was gonna say Jared Goff. Yeah, that's that that's that's a good combat. They're very close. I in think they're very similar to the, the thing with Goff is he just has had so much. How much what? What are you thinking? Success? I, I can't think of the word. No. Well, I mean, Goff was a he th- number one overall pick. I mean, quantity over quality. Oh, he threw the ball six hundred and twenty-six times last year. And I think that's where we're heading with Locke. He's gonna have. I don't think not we're gonna get Melvin there. Gordon, Philip Lindsay, and Royce Freeman. You say that, but he, but um, Goff was throwing the ball a ton, even when Gurley was going crazy. Yeah, with one leg falling off behind him. But it's still, 
So so Locke, Locke is part of that group of now going into their second year quarterbacks. Right. And I'm just looking here quickly at uh, the sleeper app for what their ADP is. And another second another second year quarterback um, that's going two spots after him ADP wise, Daniel Jones. Who would you rather have, Drew Locke or Daniel Jones this year? That's the, tough the, to say because we've because seen Dan- more Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones has the rushing upside a lot more than I think Drew Locke has. Hmm. And you also, I mean... Melvin Gordon's a good running back. Philip Lindsay's a good running back, but he has Saquon Barkley. Right. You can you can throw him a dump pass and he takes, takes seventy yards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you have Slayton, and it, he's, he has good weapons around him as well. But his rushing upside brings his fantasy value up much higher. That's why I put Locke in that Derek Carr range because and Jared Goff's a good one too. But the qua- the quantity is there for for Goff more than it is for Carr. I think his ceiling is Derek Carr right now, and I think it's a good comparison. You know, that low-end, mid-end QB2 category. Yeah, I think that's a good place to put him. I think mm. the, if he has a great year, great year, he's a high-end high QB2. QB2. Yeah. But I think that's if he hits lightning in a bottle with Judy. or You know what I mean? It's I don't... I, well, everyone thinks Sutton's going to be the next uh, Julio, so I mean, we have no idea what's there. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's it's the AFC West. Um, I mean, as we saw in the draft this year, everybody loaded up on offense. Yeah, you got to keep up. Everybody with the, loaded up on Kansas offense. City. Other, stop them, so other, other than the charge, other than the Chargers, uh, the Chargers are the only team that just said we're going to load up on defense. Well, I think they know that they have that's their identity, and they have to run with that. exactly. Um, but I think Denver, like you were saying, it is sort of it is an aging defense, sort of speak. Um, no, they're absolutely all in on that offense at this point. Yeah. They I mean, you can't discount well, the fact that all the corners are gone. Like it, that's yeah. it's an offensive team at this point. Well, I mean, you have to you have to consider because Denver they traded for AJ Bouye, right? Yes. That that's something you can't yeah, discount did, is that they they did that kind was of their replacement they they for... did kind of replace that 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 cornerback that that defensive back group there. Um, so I think the defense they're still hoping is going to carry that team and allow Drew Locke to not be. He's going to be a game manager. Exactly. And eventually we're going to see where that leads to. I think they're doing the absolute best thing in, in loading up on weapons. Mm. And, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know if you guys were as confused as I were. I, I was when uh, uh, Melvin Gordon got signed. Uh, no, I love that pick there. You love that? I love that. I, I don't know. I was just so... I know everyone's looking at the numbers and saying Lindsay's has the um, the higher rush per... per well, I mean, I was looking was at it on a contract basis, too. It's a short contract. It's a short contract, but I mean, they can pound him a guy the ground like and get rid of him. That's what everybody does. They're running backs now. Yeah, just right. give it to him, run him into the ground, and then let him go somewhere else. They'll draft somebody next year to fill that role, and that's yeah. what, all it's going to be. Because but, they're not going to pay Lindsey. How do you pay Lindsey? <laughs> he's tiny, he, and he's not that guy. Yeah, but he—he's—he's not. I, I, but he's, he's not, not going to franchise. He's back. not going to. He's not going to price himself out of a contract mm-hmm. like a guy like Devontae Freeman. No, no, no. He's not so going to be that. He's going to get a good little contract, maybe three years, fifteen million dollars. Who knows? Philip Lindsay could get a contract, not as high paying, but something similar to what Eckler just got. No, yeah, no way. That's three. He got three years, eighteen millions. I said three years, fifteen. I think Lindsay. I think Lindsay could get something. He's like a good complimentary back. He's not an every down back. Because I think if Gurley, Melvin he's Gordon, not, he's not um, yeah. Barkley. He's not McCaffrey. But he's he's a solid running back. If you he's still young. If you gave him three years, fifteen million, and just ran him into the ground until that end of that contract, and let him walk. And he's a really solid back. Right. Um, 
But I mean, I don't know where, where we're. It's tough to gauge block when I think it's going to have to be a wait and see type of thing. Yeah. So let's jump into the next tier that we want to discuss. We have three guys here. Um, let's go into Baker Mayfield. Ooh, okay. This is kind of his break, make it a break it year for him. In my opinion, if if he falls on his face and completes under sixty percent of his passes again, I I see them draft another quarterback next year and try to build something. Maybe let him continue to play, but all right, he's not going to win us a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I think it's tough to say because you looked at Freddie Kitchens last year and he had no place being there. Um, that whole team relied on Baker just to stay alive, really. And I mean, which he almost died in the field a couple times. Yeah, it, it was just absolutely ridiculous. And I'm kind of a big, big on Baker. I like Baker. I think Baker's going to be okay. Um, but Baker just needs a, uh, a coach for Christ's sake. He needs something because it's just a mess right now. And I, I think that if he, if this coach is finally what they need, at least decent, serviceable, I think that they could come up. Baker be floating that 35 touchdown range. He's probably going to throw picks, if I had to guess, because he likes to throw the ball. Um, flirt with 4,500 yards, something of that sort. Um, and I think he may be a low-end QB1. I mean, that's, that is that is where he's going right now, I think, ADP-wise. Um, I will say, I think the, the replacement of Freddie Kitchens with uh, Kevin Stefanski is uh, probably the most important thing that happened this year to the Browns organization. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, that that will be a very big change in philosophy, and I think it's a philosophy that will go with what this roster is composed of, where I think I have no doubt that the best running back group right now in the NFL is the Browns locker. Is, is oh, the Browns it's not even back. close. It's not even close. That's not The even fact close. that they have Kareem Hunt, where if it wasn't for the fact that uh, you know, his off-field issues caused him to be cut by He's the Chiefs. He's running back one somewhere else. Oh, yeah, Anywhere exactly. Else. He would have been the running back one with the Chiefs, and, you know, uh, Chiefs fans probably think they should have won the Super Bowl that year before if they nothing had happened to Kareem Hunt. It probably would have happened, yeah. honestly. Um, so that that running back room and the way Stefanski, uh, I mean, some people credit him, some people credit um, uh, whoever's uh, – Wow, I can't think of his name now. I'm bad with the names today. Uh, whoever's now the offensive coordinator, Kubiak, Kubiak. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah. people were uh, give credit to Stefanski. Some people say it's Kubiak that really was the one who was running the offense in Minnesota last year. But if Stefanski does like running the ball, I think the the Chubb and Hunt running back group will be amazing, and that will really take a load off of Baker this year. And I think we'll will open up the opportunities. I mean, I was in I was an Odell Beckham owner last year, and let me tell you that pain was real. Um, with well, having to start him every game and not having anything to pay for it. You know, I think Odell was a product of him being hurt more than anything last year, um, and people are discounting him for that. But I, I do think that Baker really is going to have an uptick this year. I think he's going to flirt, flirt. I mean, people are impressed with his rookie numbers. I think he's going to be at least... I mean, he was at 63% his rookie year. I think he's he's going to flirt at 65 in that range. Um, He's going to jump big time in his yardage. So I'm very high on Baker Mayfield this year. In my opinion, Kevin Stefanski is the most overused name in fantasy football right now, especially on Twitter. Every single time you tweet about a Browns player, hey, did you know Kevin Stefanski's a coach? All right, I get it. He's not going to make that much of a difference. You want to know who is going to make a big difference? Jack Conlon, who's going to take over as the right tackle over there. 
He was a monster in Tennessee last year. So you're you saying who's going to make a big deal this next year? Jedrick Wills, who they drafted in the first, first round, round to be on the other side. Yep. You wonder who is also going to make make a big deal? The fact that they have two studs in the middle as well, and J.C. Treader and Joel Batonio. Mm-hmm. So they have four stud offensive linemen as long as Jedrick Wills works out. For sure. So the fact that Baker was running for his life last year. Yep. That the ability for Baker to get more time is going to mean less turnovers. For sure. Which is also going to mean an uptick for guys like Juice and a guy like Odell and Hooper. Because I think he is a better receiver than David Njoku. He's more polished in the ability to do more on the field. For sure. And then they're going to also run that, quote, pony system with putting Hunt and Chubb on the field at the same time. They had a game last year where they both played 30 snaps together. Mm Mm-hmm. Chubb went over 100 yards just with Hunt blocking for him. Well, it, it, it's it's going to be one of those things where the offensive line is going to make it a is going to make Baker a much better quarterback. I agree he's going to be around that 33 to 35 touchdown mark mm-hmm. and 4500 yards isn't very bad. I agree with that as well and he's going to be I, I agree with all the points you made Tyler with his his completion percentage going up as well. Having more time means that your receivers that are the quality that they have, have the ability to get open that much more. They have top-notch uh, receiving throughout with the tight ends and the wide receivers. And they, the, and the only backs issue with that too. team was they had a shit coach and a shit old line. And yeah. what did they do? They got better they coaching and they holes. fixed their offensive line. And the defense is no slouch. Not at all. No. They're, they're, Not they, even a little bit. Especially with the guys they added. We talked about their defense two episodes ago. Yep. Uh, if you have a chance, go check that out as well. We were joined by the football heads, I believe, on that one. Uh, yeah, I think that was football heads. Uh, so, um, plug, 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 plug. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a great episode. Definitely did, check did it out. Did you guys talk at all about? Um, because he was a very late round pick, and I think he was he was pretty late late with having been picked. But Donovan Peoples Jones, yes, we, we have touched on him. Yeah, what what do you think his effect is going to be? He's is he? Be you think he's going to take up? He's going to be a fourth. He's okay. going to be the fourth guy. There's not going to be enough volume for him to be. Because third is Higgins still? Yes, Higgins. Mm-hmm. Higgins. And then they have the two tight ends and the two running backs. There's only one football. Yeah, He's a, he's a good pick, especially in the seventh round. If something happens to one of them, he's going to slide into that number two role more than Higgins will, in my opinion. But for now, they're going to stick the, the, the veteran out there to be that third wide out. For sure. I, I think the big thing that we're going to have to look to in the, in the early part of the season is what formation is Kevin Stefanski going to run the Everyone's most? Everyone's saying that he's going to go two tight ends. That, I think that's a very big saying two tight ends. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot more two running backs. I, I think it could be that too. Because um, Hunt, Hunt can play some. Oh no, I'm he not, can split out. You're not gonna know how to stop it. You know, you gotta have I'm to be in a base formation. I like the two running backs better than the two tight ends. But from what I've seen, it's just I'm hearing two tight ends. That's all. Yeah, because last year the big problems. Um, you know, every time I listened to um, who was it? The guy from Warren Sports Analysis. He would talk about how they were running 11 formation way mm-hmm. too much. They were running that three wide receiver set way too much. And it, and it hurt a lot of them inside, hurt. inside the red zone running ability. Exactly. Yeah. It hurt so oh. much. And they were much better built for having either the two running backs on the field at the same time or trying to run a two, t- uh, two tight end type of set. So sure. we'll see if, if he really does um, you know, load up more with, again, the two, wide rec- um, two running backs or two tight ends. We'll see how that affects Baker in the long term. And I think it'll be interesting, too, just to that point, is that if you look at Chubb's numbers in the red zone, they were atrocious. He was negative. They were atrocious. 
ferocious. Yeah, I think he was the worst. Oh, he was the worst. He was the worst in in goal-to-go carries last year with regards to percentage of actually making it and getting touchdowns. I think he was, what, top five in goal-to-go carries? And he was the worst. He had, I think, he had negative nineteen yards in the red zone. Line. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. Negative nineteen. Yeah, and 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 I think one touchdown. I yeah. think it was. But let's jump into Derek Carr. Okay. Um, which we already briefly went into. Yeah, I don't know what to do with Derek Carr. He had a good year last year. Seventy point four percent completion percentage, over four thousand yards. He was a quarterback twenty six still. He doesn't have the rushing ability that a guy like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Daniel Jones have. So his floor isn't as high. But they just spent a lot of draft capital. I think they drafted a wide receiver in every single round. He's set up for success, just like Burrow was. But I think he has the experience. He has the arm. And I think a year with Gruden is going to do him well. I think he's going to be very, very good this year. I think the only question I have about that offense right now is his running back, Josh Jacobs. Not to say that I don't like Josh Josh Jacobs. My question is how they're using him. Because when he came out of college, he was a dual threat running back in the sense that he was great at running and he was great at receiving. And I don't think he had much opportunity in that offense last year. I don't think they threw the ball to him much at all. So that's my question is, is is that volume going to come out because – that I think is going to be a huge part of of Derek Carr's success because I mean we were talking about it. What was it? Just two years ago, he had fifty. He was sacked fifty one times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know how much better that offensive line has gotten to be honest since since much that better. year. Much better. So I mean, we'll see because again, if he's able to have those drop offs to a Josh Jacobs um, or who's who's the running the 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 backup they just. Um, he was uh, there last year. Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden and then uh, Richard, right? Yeah, Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard. So Jalen Richard has been more of that receiving back, a third yep. down back. So if he can have those drop-offs to a, a running back, that should alleviate pressure because I think that was a big problem a few years ago where people were really questioning Derek Carr. And I think Tyler and I had this conversation where I was telling Tyler in our trade discussions, you know, Derek Carr, he was – there were serious discussions as to whether or not he was going to be – replaced this year there were serious discussions about Brady possibly going to Las Vegas there were uh serious discussions of them potentially taking Herbert or even um uh, Jordan Love if he was available there because you know Gruden if he can groom somebody he will so that's my question when it comes to uh Derek Carr is even how much confidence does that team have you have to remember Marcus Mariota is waiting in the wings he's trash he's but he's waiting in the wings People said the same thing about Ryan Tannehill. Look at what happened last year. That, that's I, a, that I think, is a situation. That's why Mariota went there. Is because I think he's hoping because he saw what just happened to him the year before. He also got paid a lot of money. Exactly. <laughs> he then got two years, $16 million. But to, to counter your point on the offensive line, they're stacked. They have, in my opinion, the best offensive line in football. Really? Richie Incognito, mm-hmm. Trent Brown, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson and Colton Miller was a first round pick two years ago. Hmm. So they 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 in my They've opinion they're five sure. they're five deep. But they, all five are very good offensive. Line. That's why Josh Jacobs had such an easy time running last year. Mm-hmm. And with with his catching ability, we touched on it, this about his shoulder. And yeah, things of that we touched about it's his shoulder. You know, you don't throw a guy the ball who can't raise his arm his arm above his head. Right. You know, and and he, he could still run the ball, but he he had a fractured shoulder. 
So the thing with Derek Carr is he was one of the better deep throwers last year. He had, I think he was a third best quarterback in completion percentage over 20 yards. With no weapons. With only Terrell Williams as a weapon. Who is returning. They sent, they spend a first round pick as the Raiders always do on the fastest guy in the draft and Henry Ruggs. Did you guys hear about his injury, by the way? That was so stupid. And they got so worried about it. I'm like, dude, he got a, what did he get? A cut he, on his leg? Like, who yeah, cares? he had he had who no cares? actual muscular, but no, th- that it, was some something in the news. He got a bone reason. bruise. Oh my god, the world's ending six months before the. I think the, the only concern starts. people have there is eventually if it has any because he's a speedster and a speedster needs to. If he know, can't get a scratch on his to, leg and play he football, needs to he doesn't cut need to in be and out of his routes. Oh yeah, but. You have Renfro returning. You have Darren Waller. They they have Zay Jones. They they drafted Brian Edwards mm-hmm. and they they signed Nelson Aguilar. He has the weapons. He's got plenty it's of weapons. It's time right. for you to prove There's it. There's no excuses the, at this point. If he doesn't produce line, this year, you have the running backs. You have the targets. You have the tight end. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And we and we just gave a hundred million dollars oh. to the to the head coach. And and to, and to top it off, the defense is trash. Correct. So he should be throwing the ball all over the place. It shouldn't even be a conversation. He should be throwing. Nonstop, absolutely nonstop. Hmm. That's the only way they're going to stay in games. And especially again, like we talked before when we were talking about um, when we were talking about Drew Locke, it's the same division, AFC West, where it's offense, offense, offense. You're going to be playing the the Broncos, which we don't know if they're going to be, you know, we don't know if that's going to be shootouts. We know for sure when they're playing the Chiefs, that's going to be shootouts. This is sure. going to be fun. Oh, they're gonna be. Those are gonna be fun. great. Those are gonna be great games. Everybody's got new weapons and new toys to play with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that division uh, for for the Raiders to what are we in now? Year four of Gruden. Year three or four. It's no. one of those. I'm Something not, like that. I, we're I forget, we're I forget how long we're at this point there. now where Gruden is almost ha- you know getting closer to being halfway through his contract than um than than being at the beginning of it. So he needs to have some some sort of proof that. He knows what he's doing, and he has a quarterback that's capable to implement the system that Gruden wants to implement. No, this is definitely a make-or-break year for him. Um, if he doesn't produce this year, they're going to have to draft somebody. It, it's not even, a, not even a conversation at that point. The but, thing that scares me with them is they have a very difficult schedule. I, I went over it before I came on the episode, and it was... It, they start in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They go to New England. Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Cleveland... The Chargers, and then they have Denver, Kansas City. That's a tough first, what, 10 games of the year? You said they start in New Orleans? Yeah, they start, they, I believe it's a home game against oh, New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yeah, but still, say, that's Tampa game. But, but still, I mean, New Orleans is a, a very, it's probably the easiest defense they have in the first 10 games. Yeah, for sure. And, and they're, they're, they're not a bad defense, you know? So the thing with Derek Carr is, they may start three and six just because no matter who it is at quarterback with that schedule. Yeah, but I'm not really concerned with what their schedule and what their – well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not concerned with what their record's going to be. Not that their their schedule's not important because their schedule will be important. Um, But I think he's going to be – like I said, I think he's going to throw the ball a ton and just going by what you're saying with their schedule, he's going to be like Winston. He's going to throw a ton, throw a ton of picks. And he's going to put up massive numbers for us. Massive numbers for everybody. I think the only concern about that early schedule is... trying to sell you on Derek Carr right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, the only concern really when it comes to schedule is that that, um, split between running and passing. Because again, like we talked about Josh Jacobs, if these are situations 
where they're going to be, if they're going to be in losing situations, I don't, I don't think the rushing attack is going to be as relied upon. Again, that's going to be volume for Derek Carr. And we will see when it comes to rushing. But we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Um, because again, if they're in losing situations versus what we're anticipating against the Chiefs, against the, you know, hopefully it's Pats fans, they're losing there against the Pats or losing against the Saints. It, it is going to be throwing the ball downfield and, and hopefully with everything else. So let's get to the fun part of the discussion. Which one are we doing first? Um, <laughs> let's start with Josh Allen. Okay. Because we're going to end. We're going to. We're going to end with the banger. We're going to end gonna with end, the Thunderdome. We're going to. We're going <laughs> to yeah. end. Yeah. So. So Tim hates Josh Allen. I Why? Let's start hate, with that. I don't hate Josh Allen. I want to be an independent third party yes, here because I need, we need you. To, I, I need to be the independent yes, third party because I've heard. You I, can mediate I can, this. I, the tension in this room. You Just could cut grew, that. You could cut that. I don't even say it simply with a butter knife. We've been arguing could, about Josh Allen and Lamar Miller for at Lamar least Miller. Fuck <laughs> Lamar Miller. <laughs> he's not even. He's not even signed to a team. Um, Lamar Jackson for probably two fucking months now. But it's not comparisons, so let's let's drop that. I'm going to start. About the tension in the room. I'm going to start with Josh Allen. Yeah, let's hear. So it. I am I'm high on Josh Allen as a fantasy player. I'm low on his weapons as a fantasy player. His running ability is going to keep him, I believe, as a low end quarterback one, high end quarterback two this year. He ran for nine touchdowns last year, 500 yards. Okay, my issue is. He looked like Nathan Peterman throwing the football last year. There was 58% completion percentage. One of the worst we've seen in a while. As opposed to Nathan Peterman's 58% interception. Percentage. Yeah, his percentage. <laughs> but the thing, the thing with him is last year he went for 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 9 picks, and I think he fumbled the ball 14 times. He only doubled his numbers. Right. With twice as many games, but the nope. o- with four more games, with four more games. So he went from 187 yards per game in his rookie year to 193 yards per game in his rookie- in his second year. He throws 1.25 touchdowns per game, so you're getting a little over one throwing, and he throws a pick one every two games. 0.56 interceptions per game. His rushing ability is going to keep him fantasy relevant, but I don't feel that he's going to, there's going to be enough volume and accurate passes for Stefan Diggs to be known as what we know Stefan Diggs. I think him going to Buffalo is the worst place he could have gone for his fantasy ability this year. Oh, we're looking at me now. Okay. He's a third party. Go. That's well, a third well, party. I mean, to be honest, at the end there, I, I mean, at the end there, I don't know how well he was really defending Josh Allen there with the no. top because he was talking about his passing ability. I'm like, oh, that's really not you. That's not how you want to describe the guy that you're really defending right now. No, I, I, I hate Josh Allen. So in my, he's going to be a, his running ability is going to be good enough to keep him fantasy relevant, but he's not going to be able to keep Diggs as a wide receiver one or even a high-end wide receiver two. All right, Tyler? I, I feel like you're just super confused with with this whole team and you don't know where you stand on it. <laughs> because you can't sit here and say all of his numbers went up. He's showing progression as a passer. He's a great runner. He went up six yards per game 
I don't care about the yards per game. Okay, so go ahead. It's an Are you saying that's a good thing or a bad thing? He's saying it, that he's not progressing, but he is progressing. His numbers doubled. How do you, I don't see how you see he that. He went up six yards per game. Okay. Six yards per game, but what about his touchdowns? What else? What doubled? Tell his me touchdowns what numbers... literally doubled. 10, 10 to 20. Okay. And His picks went down. Okay, that's great. In four more games. Okay, that's great. But. Progression. I, He's a set, going he, into his third year. I don't, I'm not drafting a wide receiver in the weapons. third round where the quarterback throws for under 200 yards per game. Over, two, over what, 26 games? We have a large enough sample size to know what he is as a quarterback. No, we don't. And yes, we do. What was Brady throwing his first two years? In a different era of football. They're playing the 20, same style of football, 22 though. years ago. But they're playing the same exact style of football. That's what their offense is now. Right. Ours and was then. would you draft David Givens or Troy Brown? In, in the you're second that, round but, of your startup? You're saying that, but John Brown and Cole Beasley were very relevant last year. Okay. And you want to, I'm going to say this on the podcast. The, here are my projections for, oh, I'd love this. Let's go. for Josh Allen this year. Okay, come on. Last year, he threw for 3,089 yards yep. and 20 touchdowns. Yep. This year, I have him going to 3,200 touchdowns. 3,200 touchdowns. Wow, 3,200 like yards. I apologize. 3,200 <laughs> yards and 24 touchdowns. There will be a little bit of of increase in his numbers, okay? But so basically, you're telling me that you think wait, Diggs is only worth four touchdowns and 200 yards. Wait, you think that's the only? Difference I think in this because offense? John Brown's numbers are going to go down a little bit. What my projections with this team are is Diggs is going to be around 850 yards. Are you nuts? John Brown's going to be around 650 yards. Cole Beasley's going to be around 600 to 550. Okay. Dawson Knox is going to be around 550, and Singletary and Moss are going to be combined 400 yards. And that could sprinkle in a little bit of the other wide receivers who may catch a couple passes here or there. Okay? So that all of those numbers that I'm projecting end up coming to around 3,200 yards total for him. I'm not drafting Stephon Diggs in the end of the second round, early third round in a 12-team league. So you think them getting better at wide receivers is going to hurt him? No, I said he's going to get better, but I my argument more is his weapons more than him as a quarterback. Are better. They his his weapons are better, but he's not a good enough quarterback to to keep Diggs afloat at his at his ADP. And that's the argument we've been having for two months. So so again to reiterate, you're defending you're defending Josh Allen, correct? No, I'm saying I, I'm more talking about Diggs here, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just saying because again, I, I as 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 a third party here in our conversation, uh, I'm trying to get where your divide is here between the Josh Allen. He thinks Diggs is going to be at 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, which I hope so. But you know, again, trade offers come up with them. Uh, <laughs> That's what he wants to be. Thinks he's going to be the, the, a wide receiver. I, one I understand. This year. I think he's going to be a low end wide receiver. One. I, I think well, he's going to be. I think 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. But I'm still trying to understand your full argument here. You're saying. Again, getting the gist of what we've talked. He's you're saying, saying you like Josh Allen more, but then you're trying to bring the conversation of digs and everything. He's you're, saying that Josh Allen's passing ability is, is trash, and the only reason why he's fantasy relevant is because he runs. That's what he's saying. So in this great debate, which we haven't heard the other side yet, where you're trying to then talk about 
Lamar Jackson, you're no, saying that's a separate. No, 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 that's a separate. That's total, there's no Lamar Jackson. Okay, we're not trying. To, okay, I'm just saying Lamar there's Jackson no, has nothing to do with that. I know you guys have been talking about. We'll get into that. That's a okay. whole different. That's a whole other. We're gonna, end, we're gonna end Josh Allen show after Tyler has his okay. rebuttal, and then we're gonna just okay. start firing at Lamar. Go ahead. Okay, so I guess Tyler, you should go into how you feel about Josh Allen. Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of indifferent here. Uh, I know for last year when I was pl- when I had Josh Allen on my team last year on my redraft league, mm-hmm. but that was me streaming quarterbacks. Yeah. So I mean, I just lucked into having him as a stream. Um, I'm also the type that if I'm in a redraft, I'm not picking a quarterback early. No. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I had Mitch Trubisky as my Ugh. my quarterback oh, that I drafted last year. You yeah. drafted him. I drafted him. He was my. He was like the th- what third to last round. You know, again, if you're drafting defenses and kickers in your league, he was my last last pick i only had one quarterback and it was him and of course after that week one performance that you was gone you in our redraft league <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if you're drafting mitch trubisky you can join our league anytime okay okay to be honest <laughs> donate you, to we, all, like we all we all know the hype. Has money we all know the hype that was out there for mitch trubisky there was last. no hype i no. there was I it was talk. just you and chris benavides yeah no there was because i shit talk fucking mitch trubisky are you for the fucking Vegas. For two years. Are I don't care what Vegas says. Vegas? Vegas. No, Vegas. I, I'm smart. Look than at the Vegas, Vegas odds last year that were coming out preseason. They were trash. I'm did, just saying, there was hype. There was some sort of hype back there. I'm not saying I completely agree with it, but I was saying I took a shot. There was no other quarterback that was at Chris, least worth it to me last year. You and Chris are the only two people that had Mitch Trubisky in this entire fucking Even on your draft world. board. <laughs> Why? Uh, that drafted him as your QB1. I just need to say that. Again, but. I'm I was I'm the type that if if my drafted quarterback doesn't work, like I said, after week one, I dropped him. I, I well, had no I had absolutely, hey, least, no he didn't. Chris held on to him to like. I had absolutely no commitment to Mitch like Trubisky that. through the year. That week one performance, I watched that. That was the oh, first was game of the season. The minute that game was done, I was like, I'm pressing drop on my roster because I had knew I had much better options out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how again. I don't know how again I locked in, I lucked into Josh Allen. I did, and I'm thankful for it. But for sure. But I digress. Now let's talk more of Tyler here about your thoughts on Josh Allen. So for me, I know Tim's super low on digs. Um, he's saying 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. I don't think that's realistic. I think he's going to be, um, I think he's going to flirt with a, probably 1,100 yards, five touchdowns, somewhere in that, that range. He's going to be, he's going to be hit or miss just like he was in Minnesota. Um, and I think he's going to put in. Up super high end wide receiver two numbers, low end wide receiver one numbers. That's what I think he's gonna be. I think Brown's gonna flirt with eight hundred yards. Beasley will probably flirt around six, and then you can file in the rest after there. Um, you're saying he's gonna be thirty two hundred yards. I think he's gonna flirt around four thousand yards this year. Okay, I think so. Wow. Um, I think they're gonna start pulling back his running ability a little bit. Um. And I think they're gonna let him throw the ball more. Are we one of those podcasts who are drinking whiskey? No. Are, are you drunk? No. Not okay. at all. Do, do you have whiskey? <laughs> I didn't even offer the man whiskey. <laughs> Damn it! This guy's Tyler's drunk talking about Josh Allen getting four thousand. Not rushing yards, right? Nope. I think he's more likely to get four thousand rushing yards and passing yards next year. You're a hater. That's all I gotta say. That's all right. You're a hater. I mean, I mean to be honest, but we just we just dropped off the discussion about Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr last year barely made it over four thousand, and 
I think Derek Carr's wide receiver group last year was much worse than this Bills group. Exactly. And I would and, and now they have Stephon Diggs and they have Zach Moss. Wait, to me. And who's who's the wide receiver that you picked up in our, our dynasty? The the was it the kid from UCF? Gabriel Davis. That's who it is, yeah. Okay. That's that's one of those other guys that yeah. you had in there that that Allen might I don't might be accurate enough be. to get a ball into his arms. Yeah, because he's he, you you need catch radius to be able to okay. catch the ball. So from here's Josh a perfect Allen. comparison. The, you know the cheerleaders almost caught a touchdown last year. You know year. who Josh Allen is now? What? Cam Newton. No. Yes, Maybe Cam Newton last year. He's Cam Newton. He's got you're right, he's got shit accuracy, but he's fucking humming the ball in fucking places. He's running the ball a little bit. He's fucking Cam Newton. He his passing ability is exactly what Cam Newton was. By the way, exactly do you guys do you guys follow um to, an aside he doesn't, here. Apparently, he doesn't follow anything. Oh no, no, no! An aside here. Do you guys follow the Chris Sims top forty quarterback list no, at all? He's no. an idiot. Absolutely Did you not. see that he had Cam Newton still ranked as the tenth best quarterback? Chris Sims is an idiot. He had he had Cam Newton ranked tenth. I'm pretty sure. And I mean, I get if you believe in his talent, but tenth for a guy who's not even signed to a team. Yeah, he may not even be on a roster this year. Like, come on. I tweeted it out, and we're gonna go back into into the Bills really quick. I tweeted it out this week. I'm willing to bet, and I bet Alex this one. Stefan Diggs does not get a thousand yards receiving this year. I wouldn't be surprised. There's no it, way. It, I when I tweeted that out, I got about thirty replies. I want to say twenty five of them said I agree, and five of them like, "How is that a bold take?" Because this, this, every most people agree that. Josh Allen is a question mark at quarterback. But we heard your side. We heard my side. We heard Joel's side. I want to get into the funner topic. Okay. Realistically, that was just an underlying argument we've been having about Stephon Diggs more than Josh Allen. Yeah. I want you to drag you into I need you to. I need you to. I'm going to let you start on Lamar Jackson. That's fair. And then I'm going to come in with some reason. Some reason. That's so what go we're ahead. calling us. So, to give you a little backstory, Joel, this whole argument started because we did a top 10 ranking and... Like two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was a super early top 10 Before ranking. Before the draft. And I don't have... Um, I don't have Lamar in my top 10. No, top 5, you said. I'm gonna, I'm I, look you back, I look back, I think it was the top 10. Okay. So, I think he, it was he doesn't 10. have the number one fantasy player in football last year in the top 10. And I have a good reason for it. Quarterbacks, not not overall. Yep, quarterbacks. Just top 10 quarterbacks. See what I'm dealing with here? This is how this starts. No, it's not. I have proof to back it up. For one, just just off of a football basis, they have a full year of tape on him. Everyone saw in the playoffs that if you stop him from running, he can't throw the ball. He fell apart in the playoffs. That fair to say? I'm I'm kind of hung up right now on what you said about the full year of tape thing because that's the same argument people made before last year when people were like, "Oh, we have a few games tape on Lamar Jackson from that season before with the last few games of the season and the playoff games, and now we know how to beat him." And then he gets an MVP season. For so sure, I think that argument's a little flawed. For sure, that's Thank fine. You. Okay. Keep going. That that's point one. I like this. I don't even have to say it. Good. Point two. Odds are, he's going to have a regression. Fair. That, 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 that's a uh, fair point. Well, the floor is yours. I will mute my mic. <laughs> I highly doubt that, but that's fine. Um, odds are he's going to have a regression. Whether it's 
he gets hurt, people figure him out, whatever it may be, there's going to be a regression there. There's no way that he has that same season that he had last year. That's a fair statement, I think. Partly fair. Okay. The other thing I got for this is the history behind it. There's never been, I shouldn't say never, but in the last three years, I don't think there's been a single quarterback that's been number one overall and fallen and been in the top ten afterwards. And if you really want to prove it... Wasn't Patrick Mahomes number one last year? The, the Mahomes last year, last year was, was number the one. 10? And then this year, he fell to eight. So, okay, so with, inside the top ten. Uh, with uh, an injury. With an injury. But this is what I'm saying. This is football, so injury is a part of the game. So this, Lamar's a running quarterback. Very good chance he, gets, he misses a game or two with a rolled ankle or something stupid. Fair, right? Then here comes RG3. Right? Okay. So let's go back a year. Russell Wilson in 2017 was number one overall. Right? So in 18, Russell Wilson was at nine. Still inside the top ten. Okay, but we're at ten. Right. We're, we're flirting with ten. Sure. Right? So the regression's possible. The numbers are there. Let's go back one more year. Aaron Rodgers, 16. In 17, where was he? Can you tell me? He, where did Jordy Nelson go that year? Doesn't matter. Oh, Shit happens. Not, not there. Okay. It's football. Shit happens. Okay. Where no. was he? He was, he was supposed to be the best quarterback in the world in 2016, and then I he was gone. I so. But then he was gone. Where was he? Discount double check. Wasn't even in the top 20. Rodgers! Wasn't even in the top 20. So the stats are there. Okay. Are you done? Sure. What what did you got? So let's start with your first point. Okay. Okay. You said that they shut him down in the playoffs. Yep. Did he say that? He did say the words shut down. Okay. He ran for 143 yards in that game. Was he shut down running the ball? No. Okay. He threw for 365 yards that game. Was he shut down? No. Okay. Then where was their offense? They, they didn't punch it into the end zone. They only ended up kicking field goals. But it was also a, a run control game where Tennessee ran the ball a lot more. Derrick Henry was unstoppable that game. Okay. T- that so Tennessee you don't think other people are going to try to do that? So, but he wasn't shut down that game. He threw for 365 yards and ran for 143 himself. Okay. Okay. Mark Ingram was shut down that game. He was also hurt. That all plays into that, though. Right, but he wasn't shut down. They lost the game, but he wasn't shut down. Okay, not scoring points is shutting him down. Okay, so if I he was scoring, have, I have nope, nope. It's my turn. I let you go. So okay. this is like being he, on first take. Yes. So natural regression. Okay, well, I'm, I'll let you have that. He's going to have a small regression this year. Uh, 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 he'll have slight regression this year. Okay. Sure. How many average points per game is he going to lose? A ton. He, so. Would you say six points per game? Well, how good? Make your point. Let's let's because I know where you're going with this. Good. Make sixty your yards or a rushing touchdown, just throwing the ball. Okay. Sure. Good. He would still be the QB one next year. You can't say last, that though, because last you year he would still be the QB one if he lost six points per game. Okay, that's last, last year. year. Okay, but just going off those numbers, if he if he regressed mm-hmm. six points per game. On an offense where they just drafted another guy in the second round, you got a second year of Hollywood Brown. You still have Mark Andrews, who I think is going to go over a thousand yards this year. And you still have Nick Mark- Boyle. You you added Dobbins, who's a better receiver out of the backfield than Ingram. You you, you drafted uh, Duvernay. You you have a second year of Miles Boykin, and then you still have all reliable Willie Sneed. But you won't draft any of them. 
No, I don't trust any of them. The only one I trust is Mark. Andrews. Why don't you trust them? Because Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback, but he's still going to be the in, in the top three of fantasy quarterbacks next year, unless he goes out week one. I think it's very possible he falls out of the top ten, and then everything's there to show you that it's very possible. It's not that quite crazy of a take. For him to fall out of the top ten, he would need to lose fourteen points per game. Okay, fourteen points per game. That's that's if he was on crutches and couldn't run the ball, and he just threw the ball. And what last about year. when if Wilson he didn't, goes crazy with Metcalf and Brady has all these weapons now, and he pops up and. Every year, there's these guys that pop out of nowhere and jump up. Where did Dak come from? Dak wasn't even in the considered in the top five last year. But yes, top, he was he was in the top ten the year before, wasn't he? Top ten, not the top five. Okay, but jumping from ten to five isn't as ten bi- to two. Okay, but my point is, in order for Jackson to be outside of the top ten, he would need to be. Last year, if we had this argument, we would say Mahomes would never fall out of the top ten either. He did, but he was right there. He didn't. But he very but it was average right points there. per game. And Mahomes is a much better quarterback than Lamar in every aspect. In average points per game, Mahomes was three. In games that they played in, Lamar was one, Deshaun Watson was two, Patrick Mahomes was three, and Stafford was four. Okay. You can't go off total numbers because Lamar Jackson also missed a game and he still scored a hundred po- po- yards. 100 points more than any other quarterback because they rested him the last week of the year. Sure. So if he misses a game, he could still throw for 3,127 yards, a league-leading 36 touchdowns, and only six picks. I think he, he jumps up a little the- bit. I think, in my, in my opinion, sure. his stats next year are going to be as follows. 3,600 yards. Not, not a terrible take. He's only about 400 yards more than last year. Okay. Okay. Because he's going to throw a little bit more than run. He's still going to be around that 30, 35 touchdown. I have him at 35 touchdowns next year. Because they're going to be more worried about stopping him as a runner. And he's going to, again, take advantage of the ability that there's more open players downfield. And instead of 1,200 yards rushing, he's going to be around 900. But that still puts him at around 26 points per game. Four more points than any other quarterback could even a touch last year. Average per game, not even not even total. Average per game. It's just not realistic to say that he's going to be able to do that. It's not realistic to say that he's going to throw for thirty six hundred yards. Joel, can you help me on this one? Yeah, the thirty six hundred. I'm tagging yards, Joel to see what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, that's fine. Let's see the third party. Let's see what you got. I think you saying that he's dropping out of the top ten is asinine. It's not, though. You would have said the same thing last year about Mahomes, and Mahomes did it. Was right there on the cusp of it. Not necessarily, because the year before that, Mahomes, what was it? People were having discussions. Mahomes was three. If if Mahomes, what was it? That was the year he had 50 touchdowns. If he had 10 less touchdowns, he still would have been quarterback one. Huh? That that was part of the discussion that year. I don't know what you're looking at. Patrick Mahomes was the third-ranked quarterback in average points per game, and that was with one game him going out in the first quarter of a game. Okay, I don't care about after the first for the year. What was he at the end of the year? So he was eight because he missed two games. Yes, that that plays into his ranking at the end of the year. What do you mean? His point per week doesn't determine who where he was at the end of the year. In my opinion, in the weeks that he plays, that is important. Yes, because I I, I have a second quarterback at the end of the year. Where does he stand at eight? Shit happens. It's football. 
I, I still... You, I, you have to account for shit, be, shit happening. I just find it crazy that you think he's going to be outside of the top 10. So, okay, give me your top 10, and, and I'll tell you right now, no, I'll probably let's, easily let's find two players. That. If he only played in 10 games last year, if Lamar Jackson only played the first 10 games of the year last year, he would have been the seventh-ranked quarterback in fantasy football. If he only played 10 games... And, and I'm going by your statistics, Tyler. Mm-hmm. In his in in total points, if you only count weeks one through ten, and he misses the rest of the year, he's still the seventh ranked quarterback. Okay. So that's with him playing six less games than any other quarterback in the league, and he's still inside but the top eight. And but you're projecting him to be exactly what he was last year, and there's no way in so, hell he's. But you're back. saying that he's going to miss a couple games, right? Yeah, I'm counting. So he's if, missing two, so, three games. Okay, yeah. I just said he's missing six, and he's still at seven. So okay, my question would be: That's what I'm saying is that you're saying he's going to be exactly what he was, if not better. So my question is not he humanly plays, That's fair. No, it's not to he's say the he's best exactly in the field. At but he's times. not the best quarterback. He plays quarterback. I don't care if he's an athlete. He has it, the ball in his hands. Okay, when when they matters. shut down the run game and, and the whole game, whole team's on him, then what? What? Then he's not a good quarterback. And that's 90% of what they are. If they can't run the ball, he, he has he to, has run, the ball he has to go through his progressions, and, and he's not that guy. That's why he fell in the draft. That's why everybody was scared of him, because he he's not a thrower. He touchdowns I don't, last year. Yeah. He led the NFL in touchdowns. And fucking easy play action throws. Guys. And that's what he's going to have next year, because no, they're going to try to shut down the run. Okay. You say that. So I, I get what your point is, because you go off of the fact that there's guys like RG3 who was lightning in a bottle and then everybody figured out, right? Cam okay. was the same thing. Let, let me go. And mm-hmm. then Cam Newton. But yeah. it's different play styles. RG3 was getting crushed every game. Cam Newton was trying to run people over, getting crushed every game. Did you see one play where Lamar Jackson got destroyed on the field last year? So you, No. He's gonna, every year he's just going to go untouched? Not every year, but for the next couple of years while he's still 22 years old, yes. I think I think it's it's very realistic for a team that's designing plays for him to be in space to keep him in space so that he doesn't get destroyed like RG three was and so that he wasn't doing quarterback powers like Cam Newton was in the red zone against linebackers. It takes one hit in his seasons. Complete. He rolls an ankle and he struggles with that for the year. So there's no way to rank any quarterback then because that same thing could happen to Jared Goff. To Tom Brady, to Patrick Mahomes, to Aaron Rodgers, could. But he's but a lot more at risk than those players. He got hit twelve more times than Tom Brady last year. Okay, and he ran for twelve hundred yards and had a gr- phenomenal season. There's no arguing that. But to say that he's going to be able to re- reproduce those exact numbers and do the exact same things now, it just isn't realistic to say that. My qu- question for you, Tyler: If if you were to not project that he's too Get hurt. Get hurt. Where would he be? He's probably flirting in, if I had to guess, probably in that 7-8 range. So you're, you're if he plays every single game next year, you're having him drop down 10 points per game? Yes. If he stays healthy? Sure. What do you, can, can you take over? Cause he's, <sighs> I, I, I just think it's unreasonable from an analysis perspective to... I'm not going by numbers. I'm going by what I see... I test. Oh, I know, but what I'm saying is, if you're considering Sometimes the numbers lie, there's out. You're, you're you're bringing this thing of oh, it's football, people get hurt, but mm-hmm. we shouldn't be here assuming that he is going to get hurt. What I'm saying is you have to though. Every every year people get hurt. 
Correct, but I'm saying you can't absolutely, you can't. No, you I'm can't. not the type that I throw that into my projections. What I'm saying here is I. You, you, I, can, you can with Evan Ingram though, right? Let's just, can we all agree that Evan Ingram gets hurt every year? I mean, if it's, if it's a but frequent just, thing, if it's a frequent thing, yeah, I, okay, I guess but, you can. That, that, that's it. That's that, it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, even if, where, where was it that Patrick Mahomes ended up last year? QB what? Eight. Eight in total points for the year, three in average so, per game. So, Tyler just said that if Lamar Jackson was to play all 16 games, he thinks he could be in that range. So, what, Mahomes Law only missed one, two games last year? I want to say it was three. three. Okay, so and in it, that it, case... Three and then he that game that he went out in the first drive of the game. I can agree that he can have a slight regression, but... Outside of the 10 may be crazy, but he's going to fall. So he just admitted he's crazy. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, just just go ahead. Go, go back 10 seconds. He admitted he's crazy. Look, I, I... It's a bold take for a reason. Because it's very, very possible that it could happen. It's it's in the realm of possibilities. I just but, three years of stats are saying that it's possible. I don't know. And and no, even the fact that you started your argument year. saying they have a year of tape, they have a year of tape. That makes a difference. Everybody makes that. It does, it does make a difference. People don't think say it because has... they want to say it. It's They say it because it's the truth. So they have another year of tape on Drew Brees. Does that mean he's getting shut down next year because they're going to take away the slants to Michael Thomas? No, he's still going to. He's still going to throw for 3,500, 4,000, 5,000 yards. It's the same argument as well. Like, oh, Tom Brady, we've had 20 years of tape on him. What is he? He throws to the slot, throws in the middle. Tape on Dak Prescott. Is he not going to be a top 10 quarterback either? So, what, only rookies and second year quarterbacks who are taking over are going to be able to be inside the top 10 because they don't have a year of tape? I just, it's not that he. There's a year of tape on everybody. All of it combined. So that means Joe Burrow is going to be the quarterback one because there's not a full year of tape on no, him. No, obviously not. There's a full year of tape on everybody. There's tape on. It's 2020. There's tape on everybody. Of course, Lamar there is. Jackson is not going to go down 14 points per game, Tyler. Okay. There's no way. It's a bold take for a reason. And bold it is. I don't know. I, I side more here. I, I mean, I, I definitely side much less with Tyler than I do here. Everybody does, and that's perfectly fine. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's 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 When he bold. ends up at eight it's, or nine It's bold year. for the sake of being bold. That's no, it's what, not. That's how I find your, no, your it's take not. to be here. Because we can go back. What did I stop at? At 16? Let's go to 15. Who was QB1 that year? Cam was. What was he in 16? Any guesses? Go. Just go. I'm waiting for it to load. (laughs) Shitty ass Wi-Fi. (laughs) That's why I write down my stats beforehand. That is true. He was QB 17. Yeah, but that's also Cam Newton, who we just went off on a discussion about how terrible of a thrower he is. Um, So Lamar, though. Lamar's not a good thrower. He's also... Cam Newton's not the athlete that Lamar Jackson is. Okay, but at that time, we were talking about Cam like he was that athlete. I, I know, no, he was I'm just, just gonna, a complete athlete. I'm just going to go out and, and say, Lamar Jackson, he's not a fantastic thrower. But, I mean, even if you look back in his college days... People were trying to make him a wide receiver because he's that bad of a thrower. Well, that's because the NFL's a bunch of guys that... They tried that, making Mike Vick a, a wide receiver. Yeah. that's just a, The NFL's just a bunch of guys that Ryan don't Ryan Tannehill was a wide receiver in college. Yeah. Okay. Julian Edelman was a quarterback. They didn't think he could catch the ball. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything. College coaches sometimes don't know shit. 
And NFL coaches try to put people in different different spots and and you and know we, most of the time that these people try to move players it's not because they're great in that position. These people get paid millions of dollars to do these jobs. It's not because they 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 see greatness in them. They wouldn't be having that conversation if he was this outstanding thrower and they thought But that he conversation was great. you're saying it's a conversation, but honestly I feel like that's only like one guy threw it out there and and the news media wanted to make a big deal out of it about Lamar being asked to That's possible. To we'll be never a know receiver. that. Um I don't know. I I think if you look at even how he was in college, I think there was a year where he won the Heisman, and then there was another year where he probably should have won the Heisman again. Like, he was that great of a quarterback, and the fact that he was drafted so low isn't really a testament of how bad he is. I think it's a testament of how just the NFL is a bunch of guys that they're set in their ways, and it's a guy like like Harbaugh that understands that he has to accept the strengths of his players and I try to fit them in their system. Um, I think Lamar Jackson, I mean, I, I can't say for sure. I think he'll probably be in more of the top five range. Um, I, I wouldn't put it outside the realm of possibilities for him to drop into the second, you know, in the lower half of the top 10, like you're saying with this QB1 discussion. But for him to drop completely out of the top 10 in your projections right now, again, like I'm saying, it's it's kind of bold you, in the fact of being bold. When we made these projections... We still had Winston playing. We still had, uh, I don't. I gotta find it now. But there was there was a whole bunch of stuff that was there that just that's completely changed at this point. So ten was, and when I say that, when I say ten, I had him at I think eleven. So who do you have at ten? Just wondering. I think at that point I had Murray. I think at ten. Even then, I would say Colin Murray should be higher than that. So, yeah, that that's also going off but of the fact that we had Jameis Winston in the top yeah. 10. Yeah. This was it before was, the draft. This was before this was... the draft, before free agency. It was yeah. the way too early quarterback prediction. Yeah. So it's it's tough to go back off that. We're going to go over that stuff a little bit more towards the beginning of the season. But, I mean, it just... I, I don't know how to get through to you. <laughs> there is no getting through to me. I just... I mean, It's just I, something I, that I see. And it, you you believe that Josh Allen's gonna have more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson next year, and I don't understand how. I think they're gonna be about, right about the same. So, but the thing is, Tyler, is if if you believe that Lamar Jackson is gonna have a regression because of he's gonna get hurt because he's a running quarterback, mm-hmm. then why isn't Josh Allen? Because Josh Allen's shown that he's progressively progressing as a as a thrower. But we've only seen one, we only have one year of tape on Lamar Jackson. We have two years of tape on Josh Allen. And we've so why seen, couldn't they stop Josh Allen last year? Why was he able to progress as a quarterback when Lamar can't next year? There's nothing saying that he can't. I'm just saying You're that saying I don't he think won't, he but, won't. But Josh Allen did. When he got drafted, he got drafted as a running quarterback who could, couldn't throw, but he progressed. That's not true. So why can't Lamar Jackson do the he same thing? He got drafted thing? as a running when quarterback with a big arm. athlete on the field. Everybody's the best athlete. No, Lamar field. Jackson is the best athlete on the field. Okay. Did you see what he did to the Cincinnati Bengals last year? They great. were banging into each other like it was like everybody it was one on one on one. It was everybody for themselves. Sure. It doesn't feel like me. Fox and the Hound on the field and he was the only fucking fox left. That's great. I'm not impressed. It's easy to make a bunch of fat guys fucking fall on the knees. No, I'm they're not. not. They're all, you said they're all the best athletes in the world. Yeah. They're not fat guys falling on their knees. He's not playing flag at the YMCA, Tyler. He's he's juking guys like like Cam Chancellor and all these. I just take it as an example. But he's the best middle linebackers and safeties and DNs in the league. 
He's just making him look foolish. And he ran the ball 176 times last year. He went out of bounds 38 times. He slid 27 times. So out of those 100 and never mind the 10 touchdowns he had or seven touchdowns he had, he only got tackled like 90 times. And you think that that's realistic? That's going to happen every year. But I'm also not breaking it down how many times he got tripped or how many times it was an arm tackle. Somebody grabbed his jersey. How many times he got bumped into by his offensive lineman or tripped over somebody. Those types of plays happen. But, like, he's not just taking those hits that Cam was or those hits that uh, RG3 was. What you're missing is that you're you're assuming that he's great. He's the best athlete in the field. Great. I'll give you that. Fine. But you don't think that there's anything that else that's gonna happen. He's just gonna be exactly what he was. What's to say that he isn't? What's to I say don't, that I don't he think is? He'll be exactly who he is, but I don't think he's gonna be such a huge cut his fantasy points in half. Mm-hmm. Okay. He he broke the record. I'm sorry. He was the second most fantasy points ever for a quarterback last year. Yep. He, is he going to do that again? Probably not. No, but he's going to come back down to earth like everybody else. But, but back down to earth for him? Is we don't gonna, know what back down to earth for him is. And that's what I'm trying to tell you is that you, you're you setting his ceiling so high and we don't know what it actually is. We've got one year on him. We have no idea what he actually is. Show, after next year, if he does the same thing, I got no argument for you. Nothing at all. But right now, he had a phenomenal year. Nobody really knew what he was. And now, now let's see what he is. Because I think... I'm not saying he's not going to be great. There's no arguments that he's not that he's not going to be great. But I think that he he's going to come back down to earth. Well, I'm trying. To, I'm the reason I'm not saying it is because I'm pulling something up because yeah. it's unfair to take his per game average last uh, his rookie year because there was games that he went and played one or two plays. No, you can't look at that. So let's let's just go over the the, the plays where when he was actually the starting quarterback in one in six games he had. 1,200 yards throwing when he took over as a starting quarterback. He also had 600 yards rushing. So in six games, if you prorate that to a 16-game schedule, he's putting up the same numbers, and that's after having six games of tape. Okay. And having a... It, the never team gonna, still couldn't stop You're him. never going to change my mind. I understand that, but I'm trying to show you that he did it his I rookie year. What you're he at. came back, and everybody's like, oh, we, we know how to stop him. We watched his tape last year, and they didn't. And he broke records. Okay. And I'm sure he's going to do it again. Maybe not break records, but he's going to have a very similar performance. I have him in a regular quarterback league, 25 points per game. Okay. So... I don't think there's any more getting through to him. He's just no. There's it, 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 he just wants to argue. <laughs> he just wants to th- he wants to think he's the smartest one in the room. I mean, sure, if he hits, great for him. But I mean, you know, I think the chances of that. And are you know what's slim. gonna ha- and you know what's gonna be the worst thing that could possibly happen to me next year is I'm spot on. No, no, no. Week eight, he sprains an ankle, misses three weeks. Comes back and like week 13, like pulls a hammy and he's like, see, I was right. Ha. And it's like, no, shut it. He did it in practice. I don't want to hear that shit. That's well, the and, exact and, point and then, that I'm making. But that could happen to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers too. So you, it, it, you can't project anybody then. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Is I mean, like I said, it's a waste. You have to, you're you're, you're saying we're wasting our time, is what you're saying. Because See, anything could happen to anybody. It makes sense. That's, that's a ridiculous. He is take. the clear cut starting quarterback. It makes sense to make that game, that game, per, you know, the, the 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 less games projection when it's somebody like Tua, where we don't know if he's going to start right away, which we you know started off talking about. Other than that, he's the clear cut starting quarterback. So I I feel like you have to project for the 16 games. Other than that, that's so, just being well, fine. Even with the 16 games, I still have him at seven. Sure, and that's a regression. I'm not. I'm saying that's within the realm of possibility. But I think for you to be so low, that's, I, I believe. I believe I said it before. I, I just put my notebook away. That's 14 points per game he's dropping. Mm-hmm. 14. It's two so you touchdowns. Don't, you don't see the possibility that um. That's a rush, that's a rushing that touchdown, 50 yards, and a throwing touchdown. So you don't think every that, game he's losing. No, per game. Not. Yes, it is. You just said. A, a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, That's 10 fifty points. yards. Oh, say forty yards. I'm sorry, forty yards, a passing touchdown, a passing touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. That's fourteen points. That's how much he's losing per game. Guess we'll find out. I guess we will. That's all, right, all I got because we'll go my, back blood, and my, my, my Apple Watch is telling me to breathe. <laughs> yeah. So I can't take it anymore. Joel, I want to pre- I want to thank you for joining the episode. We're going to have you again during the season. Thank if, you very if, much, if guys. You, if you want to join and. We'll have a little bit easier time. We'll have a weekly Tyler Lamar Jackson update. That's what That'll, we'll do. That'll be a That's new segment. That's what we're going to do. The, yeah. We're going to do the it, Jackson It's going to be two things. Tyler's trades and Lamar Jackson. Okay? Sure. One of these days we're going to have to talk about your trades. No, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, if you want, we can end on that really quickly. No, we've touched enough. I'm tired of this. All right. That's we'll fine. We'll save it for another day. Until we meet again. All right, boys. Thanks.